You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is April 8th. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and on Instagram at Douglas David Robertson. I cover Atlanta United for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I hope you're having a good day and a good week because I know that Atlanta United certainly is not. It might be one of the worst weeks they've had in a long, long time. So let's quickly recap ahead of Sunday's game at Charlotte. The team announced today that striker Joseph Martinez, it's talisman, it's MVP in 2018, the guy who everyone wants a statue built of, is going to miss the next six to eight weeks after undergoing arthroscopic surgery on his right knee on Wednesday in Pittsburgh. That is the same knee in which Martinez suffered a torn ACL in the first game of the 2020 season at Nashville. The team proceeded to not make the playoffs that year, scored just 23 goals in 23 games. Martinez returned and played last year, scored 12 goals, I think, in 25 games. Wasn't quite right. Everyone thought this year would be the year that Martinez would be healthy and look good, but really it hadn't happened. He was having difficulty running. He was having difficulty trying to jump. And finally, after starting and going 60-something minutes against D.C. United, he elected to go have his knee looked at, and they decided to clean it out. Manager Gonzalo Pineda said today that that was Joseph's decision to start. He wanted to start. He should get a lot of respect for that. Um, And he was playing in pain. So that's the thing. Pineda seemed to push against the media a little bit with a comment about that we need to understand that he was playing in pain. Guys, sometimes you don't know, but he's, he's uh, at times, he's struggling with his knee and this and that. So uh, last year when I was saying, yeah, Joseph is a warrior and all that, I, I still believe he's, he's there because he's been having a lot of issues with his knee. Pain has been painful here and there at times after the games, before the games. Last game, he was in pain and he still wanted to play for the team. So sometimes when I read some criticism, towards him, you guys have to take into consideration that he's been playing with uh, under pain, and that is not easy. So we are hopeful that with this surgery, he can clean that up, and hopefully he can be back to 100% uh, uh, pain-free, and then he can be, obviously, the normal Joseph Martinez that we all know. I think our point would be, if he chooses to play, even in pain, 
he should be expected to do all the things that he's supposed to do. And it was clear against DC United that he could not do those things. That's not a knock on Joseph. It's more just if the player's on the field, then there is an expectation of some level of performance. So Pineda said he's very confident that Martinez is going to be able to come back in six to eight weeks after the cleanout and be his old self again. Really, you could argue it's kind of a best case scenario. There's not a tear, not anything like that. It just needs to be cleaned out. I have to also remember this will be the fifth surgery on that knee since March of 2020. So we'll see what happens. For those of you who are curious, Martinez's contract ends after the 2023 season. So he's probably trying to get back and play well to get another big contract. So let's listen to Miles Robinson talk about his reaction to Joseph Martinez. Obviously, it's it's tough for the team and definitely tough for Joseph, but we just got to support him in any way we can. Uh, we definitely will, and uh, he'll definitely come back strong. So, uh, yeah, we just got to, you know, be ready for them. It's just that, you know, next man up mentality kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's tough, but we'll get through it. So now you may say, okay, what else happened this week that made it so bad for Atlanta United? Well, on Wednesday, backup goalkeeper Dylan Castanera suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon in training. We all saw him go down, but weren't quite sure what happened. And then we found out. And then against DC United, last week, last Saturday night or afternoon, midfielder Ozzy Alonso lost for the season with a torn ACL in his left knee. Mateus Uzetu out for several weeks with a strained left hamstring. So the hits just keep coming. The good news for Atlanta United is that just as Alonso and Uzetu are leaving, Santiago Sosa and Franco Abara, who came in in the second half for those players last week, are back. And here's Abara talking about his relationship with Sosa. Yeah, aside from being my teammate, uh, you know, Santi and I are very close, and I think we have a good relationship. You can see both of us, the, the passion that we play with in the midfield. Uh, I think we have a good understanding. Uh, we talk, we, we listen to each other. Um, so we, we have a good relationship on the field. Um, and in terms of the, the guys who are injured, um, you know, we, those guys don't deserve it. It's, it's tough to see that because they're our teammates and they're also good people. Um, so, you know, you don't, don't want to see them go through that. But, um, you know, we're a team, uh, so we're supporting them. But um, we, we have other players who can, can come in. Keep in mind that Abara was a first-choice starter during the preseason, paired with Ozzy Alonso, and performed well. Pineda liked how... Abada would bring the ball forward, would try to split lines. That's really kind of more Santiago Sosa's role. Abara is more of a, of a tackler and a physical presence. I fully expect that those two are going to start at Charlotte on Sunday. So we did ask Pineda, who is going to be the replacement for Joseph Martinez? Is it going to be Dom Dwyer? Is it going to be Jackson Conway? Is it going to be the new signing Cisneros? And here is Pineda talking about that well we will see we'll see <laughs> we'll we are just checking the three options we know what uh, each of each one of them can provide to the team they are fairly different in terms of characteristics uh, but we will see we are still we are still trained today with some options in there so we will see uh, but Happy to have those options. I think that's that's good to have at least three options in that position, and then it's just uh, up to us how we how we address that. And here's Jake Moraney explaining what Dom Dwyer and Jackson Conway 
bring to the team if they didn't get the start. I didn't ask him about Cisneros because he had just joined the team on like Monday, I think, and I just didn't think it was fair to ask Mulraney's impressions of the guy. I mean, Dom's experience. You, you guys know Dom's been in the league for a long time. He's scored a lot of goals. Um, he's got that dog in him. He's got that fight in him. That he's got a lot of experience. So, I mean, Dom brings a lot to the team. As does Jackson. I, I say it to Jackson every time. Jackson's one of the best finishers I've probably walked it, and he's only 19, 20. We play the D game, and I tell him every time, you should win this every time. He's quali- Jackson's got a lot of quality. I feel like he just needs that confidence and belief in himself to really bring it out. Some of you will remember Conway missing that sitter against DC United. Um, the good thing is he was in position to score. If a guy can't even get in position to score, then they're not going to score. So it's a good sign that Conway did that. I thought Conway played well when he came on for Joseph. He really made DC center backs work. He fought with them for aerial battles. He threw himself around. If he gets the start on Sunday, I think you'll see a little bit more of that. Now, keeping that in mind, because chemistry is always an important thing. Confidence is always an important thing. I asked Gonzalo Pineda if whoever starts against Charlotte on Sunday will get an extended run in the next few games. Maybe. I mean, I always say, tell the players that I, we have to go game by game. We have big hopes, big goals, you know, big uh, uh, you know, uh, things that we want to achieve with, with, the, with the team. But we have to go game by game. And maybe, as you said, Kind of in your question, maybe I play with a false knife. Maybe I, I play with two false nines like last year and we win. So, I mean, it all depends on how I see the team. I have to see the reaction, the behaviors, how they react towards certain tactics. And, and if they play good with that, maybe I repeat, maybe not. So I have to see. I would like to say that uh, for this game, I have options. Obviously, that's good always to have uh, due to the circumstances you know, with Joseph. Now we have three center forwards as backups, and that's good. Now, this will be the second time that Atlanta has played Charlotte basically within a month. Um, Atlanta won the first game 2-1 to one, off a Jake Mulraney goal in stoppage time. That was the first of the three consecutive games in which Atlanta United has scored a goal in stoppage time to take a result and make it more positive. They did draw to a win against Charlotte, lost to a draw against Montreal, and draw to a win against D.C. United. So I asked Pineda if he plans on making any tactical changes since they just faced each other just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we might. I mean, we will see. The, for me, it's just the, the, the formation in many ways is, is unimportant. I would say that, like uh, at the beginning of the game uh, of the season, the first game against Kansas, you saw that we were playing a back four, right? But in the build-up, it was a back three. Ronald was staying next to uh, uh, George and Miles because Noel and Frank were in that game, so it was kind of a back three. And then you know Brooks as a winger, Andrew Goodman as a wing back. Mm-hmm. So it was a back four, but realistically, we we're playing a back three. So uh, for me, it's just that flexibility. Uh, is what uh, the team can provide. But it's more about the ideas, the philosophy, the style that we want to play. That won't change. That will not change. We might, we are thinking maybe, you know, the back four versus the back three against them because they play, you know, different formations as well. They've been changing. They started back five the last game. At halftime, they changed to four diamond two. They won the two games at home playing that same formation. So if they play that, we'll be prepared. But more than that is the principles and the ideas of the team that that you, you, won't, be a, you won't see a change on that. All right. 
We're going to go to a break. I'm your host, Doug Robertson. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. We don't have a mailbag today. We're going to spend the second part of the uh, podcast. It'll be a short part, just kind of actually talking about Sunday's game. Uh, but first, I want to remind you that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. So just about Sunday's game. It's going to be on ABC. Broadcast will begin at 1.30. Kickoff is going to be 1.38. You can follow my live coverage on Twitter. Managers are Gonzalo Pineda and Miguel Angel Ramirez. Atlanta on the road this year is 1-1-0. Charlotte at home is 2-1-0. Atlanta United has nine goals for, eight against. Charlotte has six goals for, nine against. Here's where it gets a little bit interesting. Atlanta United's expected goals for are six and a half and six and a half. So they're kind of outperforming on offense what they're supposed to be doing and uh, getting hurt a little bit by some fluke goals on defense. Charlotte is 5.7 and 10.7. So they're kind of the opposite. Players to watch for Charlotte, Carol Swiderski. You might remember him from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He had a point-blank header that he missed. He's since started to come good. He's got four goals this year. Ben Bender, the number one draft pick, one goal, three assists. Alan Franco, one assist. And then the goalkeeper, Christian Kalina, is having a fantastic goalkeeper of the year type season so far. 25 saves and an 80.6 save percentage. You remember he frustrated Joseph in that game to the point that they swapped jerseys afterward. Your officiating crew is going to be led by Alan Chapman. Injury reports we've already gone through. My predicted 11 you can find on the info to know box that I'm going to be tweeting out soon at Doug Robertson AJC. All right, we're going to wrap up this Southern Fried Soccer podcast. I hope you all are doing well. If you see me in Charlotte, come say hey. It's always nice to meet new folks, and you all take care. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.